Courtney Hinshaw, a third grade teacher from Orange County, California, who loves every picture book. And I believe that every picture book should be in every classroom. Join me to open the magic and learn how books changed my life. On today's episode, I sit down with Megan Sinclair of Sparkles and Pom Poms, and we talk all things sparkles and pom poms, picture books, morning meeting, and living across the United States from me. I can't wait for you to get to hear her sparkle and her smile. And let's get started and open the magic. Guest on Confetti Moments. Today, you're going to be learning so many sparkles and so many pom poms from the wonderful Meg Seclair. And she is just going to light up this conversation because when she talks, you smile. So without further ado, welcome, Megan. I'm so excited to have you here. And why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, that was just the best introduction ever. It's hard to follow up. Thank you so much. (laughs) So I teach third grade in New Jersey. I've been teaching for 13 years. So this is my 14th year. Hard to believe. Uh, I love the third grade. I'm biased because I've always been in third grade other than my student teaching experience. I also love sports. I coach girls soccer at the middle school. And I'm a mom to an almost one-year-old boy named Silvio. He is so cute. If you do not follow her on the Instagram, which she'll tell you more about her Instagram later, you have to because her son is adorable. And one of the things that I loved about following Megan for so long is that she would always match her son with her outfit. And I go, (laughs) that's an awesome mom. I want to be just like that one day when I have kids. That was a lot of fun. And it was much easier when he was like a little one. Now he's so squirmy. It's a little bit harder. But I try. I do try. Well, it's very noticed. So good job, mom. Thanks. (laughs) All right. So why do you think, and I know you use them in your classroom, but why do you think picture books are so important? Uh, So I, I love picture books for so many reasons. And I think that they're just timeless. So any grade can easily be incorporating picture books. They're just the foundation to fostering a love of reading. Like these are the books that we started with as kids and yet we can circle back to them as adults and see them with a whole new lens. And I just love how picture books have the ability to spark wonder and curiosity at any age. I would agree. I think that I love what you said about the lens part, because like I'll read one picture book with Jaden, my nephew, and then he'll kind of be like, okay, that was good. But uh-huh. then I would read it with my fifth graders. And then we had these like amazing conversations about the world and how words mean so many different things. And it's just so interesting how you can read the same book at every different like growth level. And every time you can get something out of it, or even like think about when you're watching a movie and how many mm-hmm. times have you seen like Titanic? I've seen it like a million. Oh, a ton. Right. (laughs) And then every time you learn something or you see something different, that's like picture books. Exactly. And even when you read it with a different group of kids, a different class, you know, I'm even seeing like when I read books with Silvio, like it's just, it's so amazing. And I love too, when my kids are teaching me something about a picture book, like a theme that I didn't really think could work with a book. And then they're telling me about it and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. You got it. Like that's amazing to me. Yes, me too. Do you, I know I'm kind of going, getting you off the spot right now, but is there a book that you've read recently with your kids where that's happened where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. 
We actually just read today um, the Grumpy Monkey sequel, The Party oh, Monkey. Yes. And so, like, when I went to go read it in the classic, I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's about, like, how you don't always have to follow what everyone's doing. And then one of my kids was like, yeah, but also I really liked how the monkey found something else at the party aside from dancing that he could be interested in. So he kind of had to have a growth mindset about something he didn't want to do. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, you teach a lesson. <laughs> That's so awesome. And I think that I love that you said that because when I was coming down from fifth to third, I was so worried, like, are they going to be able to have these conversations with me? Mm-hmm. And like those little hearts, they have better conversations sometimes in fifth graders because they share their heart with you and they share their vulnerability. And it's just picture books help us create such a connection in our classroom. And I know they do in yours too. Yes. And just when they have the opportunity. So I think it's all about giving the kids the opportunity to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So we've talked a lot about third grader, third graders as readers, but what were you like growing up as a reader? Okay. So as a reader, as a little kid, my mom told me I used to love the little Peter Rabbit series. There were these little white books. And she said that I would like request upon request for them to be read to me over and over again. And then as I like moved on as an independent reader, I loved series books. So give me Goosebumps and Sweet Valley High and Babysitter's Club. I'm totally dating myself here. Oh, um, girl, I am like so with you right now. I'm like, yes, yes. I wasn't a Goosebumps fan. I watched the show, mm-hmm. but I never read the books. But I loved the Babysitter's Club. Yes. So like that was me. Like I would start a series and then I would just kind of roll through with that series. Like give me more, give me more. And then it was when I was in fifth grade, actually, that our teacher gifted us each a book that was selected for us at the end of the year. She'd order them, I'm assuming from Scholastic. So I give her so much credit, Mrs. Myers, like doing this, I feel like way back when. And when it came for her to announce my book and we had to go up, she made a huge deal of it. She gifted me Little Women. And I was like, oh, no. like, first of all, I saw how thick it was. I was like, no, no, no. Like, I like to read, but this is not a series book. This is not what I was expecting. And of course, being a great teacher, she was right. I loved it. And it forced me to step outside of my comfort zone, like as a reader. And I think that that kind of early on changed the game for me because I wasn't scared to reach for other books. And now as an adult reader, I'm the same way. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I love how you said about being a good teacher. And I think that's what, like sitting here just talking to you, I'm like having such like excitement in my heart right now because I'm just thinking about all these teachers, including yourself, that are doing so much to change the world in education. And it just makes me so proud to call myself a teacher because of teachers like you and your fifth grade teacher who are making such a difference in the lives of readers. Agree. I, and I just, I think that sometimes it's just not recognized enough. Like when I think back to the moment of like when that happened, it was such a big moment. And that teacher probably didn't realize, you know, that she was creating a little girl that had a lifelong love for reading. Yes. So true. Like, Oh, I just, I love it. Okay. Well, speaking of the love of reading. So I know in your classroom, you do open the magic and you did something that I had never thought to do. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to do that. And I'm going to be honest. I haven't done it yet. 
but you know what? Going Monday, I'm probably going to do it. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So how do you make Open the Magic in your classroom so special? Well, I have to thank you because literally this is my kiddos' most favorite time of the day. Like I put up our schedule on our morning sides. So when they come in, we abbreviate Open the Magic on the schedule as OTM. If they don't see it on the schedule, first thing last week, well, when are we doing Open the Magic? (laughs) Our schedule rotates. I'm like, don't worry, we're going to squeeze it in. It's just like not officially on the schedule yet, but we'll make time for it. They're like, okay, well, make sure it's on there. (laughs) So when I first introduced it in the beginning of the year, I talked about how books are such gifts to us and we need to value those treasures, but it's nice to pull them out and appreciate them in a special way. So I gather my students on the carpet and I have a gift bag that I got from Target. And I did, when I bought this bag, I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. I just liked it. It ha- looks like confetti on it um, or sprinkles. I think that's what it's meant to be, sprinkles. And it has a little tag that says yippee. So I put a book inside of it so the kids don't know what book is inside the gift bag. I bring the bag over and then I slowly reveal the back cover of the book first and, you know, like just to build up the hype. And then as I turn the book around, the students then get to see the full cover and then they will give me nonverbal signals. If they've seen the book, but they haven't read it, they hold up their two hands to act like they're looking through binoculars Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then if they've read it, they put their palms together. I hope I'm explaining this right. And act like they're opening a book with their palms together. And then if they've read it and they loved it, they put their palms together and they act like confetti is coming out of the book. <gasps> and this is so inspired by you. So then I, and then after that, I read the book straight through and then I just kind of let our discussions happen organically throughout after we read not as much during the read unless there's something super pressing and we talk about the illustrations and the theme and what the author did and just kind of let the kids go with it oh my gosh I did not know about the hand signals and all that (laughs) jazz like you just made me want to go back on Monday and like I want to go back but you all know I mean teachers (laughs) We've enjoyed our break, right? We have, but yes. It, it's hard. It's hard to get back into the daily grind, for sure. But then, like, stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Okay. I really like to hype things up in my classrooms. So, yeah, like, me I, too. Or on the drama. Me, too. I'm always like, okay, how can I make this boring grammar lesson fun? Or how mm-hmm. can I make uh, – we're doing opinion writing right now. Oh, us, too. Yes. And so I was, like, trying to explain to them, like, Okay, would you go home and tell your parents about, oh, actually, this wasn't for opinion. This is for main idea with reading, but um, still great. So I was like, would you go home and tell your parents like, oh, I, I threw a Kleenex on the floor? No. Mm-hmm. But would you go home and tell your parents that Miss Hinshaw got on top of the desk and started singing Jingle Bells? <laughs> yes. Yep. So That's like what's the going to stand out in their minds. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's so fun how, you know, we can just do all these silly things and and I truly believe I can do this stuff. Oh, I mean, I know I did it in fifth grade, but doing it with third graders, there's just such a different like buy-in and it's mm-hmm. so special. That's the but, perfect yeah. word is that buy-in and like that magic and the yes. wonder that they have. I mean, it could, it doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but like if it's a book that you truly love and you're telling your students, like, this is a book that's so special to me. And I just know that you're going to feel the same kind of special moment when you hear this book. 
their like their eyes are just glued to you like show us this book that we can't wait to love I know oh gosh I love it you know what we need to do and I don't I feel like we haven't talked about this but we need to do open the magic for each other's classes that would be amazing so what okay. we do it like a Skype or a Google Hangout yeah like a Google Hangout so like um, I yes. do your classroom and you do mine that would be incredible coast to coast okay. all right I oh my gosh yeah we're planning okay. it we are planning it. So if you're listening, definitely do that with another teacher yes. because it's so fun and the kids love it. And speaking of this, I'm going to go off on a little tangent for a hot second. But if you're looking for authors to come to your school and it just is not in the budget or it's just not working out, so many of them will do Skypes or Google Hangouts with your classroom. Josh Funk, and he's the author of the Lady Pancake and Sir. Wait. Oh, yeah. Lady Pancake Sir French Toast. Library. Yes. Yes, they're amazing books, and he is the dearest man ever, except for that he loves candy corn, and I hate candy corn, but... Oh, I love candy corn. Oh, we, we can hang out. You guys can go hang out. <laughs> yes. But he will do Skypes. If you're a Title I school, he'll do it for free, but if you're not, it's like um, you just need to buy a few books from his collection, and then he'll do it with your class, and he's so great about answering the kids' questions. And what I'm really excited about is on Open the Magic Day this coming September. It's on a Friday. And Ooh. so we're going to do it on Open the Magic Day next year. That's incredible. Yeah. So I love so that fun. idea. But you should reach out to him because he's wonderful and um, we'll do all the Skypes with you. And since you're on his time zone, it'll even be easier. And yes, it's so fun. But Okay, back to what we're <laughs> supposed to be talking about. But hey, it's all in good. No, fun, I, as right? long as you're sharing your amazing reading ideas, it is all good. And there is value in any other teacher listening. Oh, gosh. Well, what you just shared, there was so much value. I'm like taking notes myself. Um, <laughs> okay, so in a couple weeks is Valentine's Day. Yes. I love Valentine's Day. The colors, how exciting, excited the kids get. Do you wear your oh, pajamas? I Did I see that? I don't wear my pajamas, but I had a picture on my Instagram with yes. my her pajamas yes. but at home. That's what I'm thinking. For some reason, I thought that you had like a special reading day with pajamas around Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, that's pretty genius. No, but you just, we're going to do it. I'm going to make it a day. <laughs> well, if you have heart pajamas, I feel like it should happen. I, yeah. Like I love reading day. Oh my gosh. Okay. Megan, we have more planning to do. Yes, cuddle up with a good book. We could do that coast to coast too. Pajama day yeah, with bringing in maybe your most beloved picture book from home. Special open the magic time. I don't know. Maybe read to a younger class. Yeah. Oh, oh, we, we've got this figured out. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, t I definitely threw you off. Continue. No, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. So Valentine's Day is coming up. And what are some of your old favorites or maybe new favorite Valentine's books that you love to read with Silvio or your students. Okay. I'm going to give you one of each one older one. I don't, I don't think it's too old, but it's called unlovable. It's a short read, but it's super cute. It's all about this little pug puppy named Alfred who has very low self-esteem. The cat makes fun of him, the goldfish, the other dogs, at the dog park make fun of him. And he just is feeling really low until a new dog moves in next door. But he can't see this new dog because there's a high fence in between the two of them. And he tells the other dog he's a golden retriever because he's feeling so low about himself. And they start talking and like through the fence without seeing each other, they be kind of become like the best of friends. And then all of a sudden 
Rex, the dog next door, is like, I'm going to dig a hole so I can come see you. And Alfred's like, oh, my goodness, no, please don't dig that hole is what he's thinking. Because he doesn't want to be found out that he lied and he's not a golden retriever. Well, Rex digs the hole. They see each other and they're both pugs. Oh, that's adorable. And I'm not a dog person, but that sounds cute. (laughs) It's super cute. And it's just all about, you know, like loving who you are. And there's someone else out there that's going to get you. Oh, that's like my life. Okay, good. Maybe (laughs) then maybe I need to just walk around with this book. Okay, this book says I'm going to find my true love. Yeah, and it's just, it's a short read, but the message is so powerful. And it's a great one for around Valentine's Day because it's called Unlovable. That's so cute. And And then what was the other one? A newer one that I saw, it was published in 2019, is Nobody Hugs a Cactus by Carter, I think, Goodrich. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the author. And this one's all about this cactus who lives alone, likes it that way. Whenever anyone's friendly to him, he kind of brushes them off like no thank you I want nothing to do with you and then come around to the end he actually realizes that maybe he would like some company and would like some friends and it does a full circle where the tumbleweed in the beginning that's super friendly to him ends up getting stuck to him and they're stuck in a hug and he likes it and it's just it's really cute and sweet and about you know you might think that you like being alone but actually having a friend's a pretty good thing and you can't go wrong with a good hug no you can't oh my gosh I love that book I have it and I'll be honest I haven't read it yet but I have it so I'm gonna go maybe read it you might want to it's just it's a feel good Uh, so around Valentine's any of those like feel good stories a book that feels like a good hug I'm reading in the month of February my gosh I love that okay you need to coin that saying a book that feels (laughs) like a good hug yes I gotta write that down so I can put that in your um a book that feels like a good hug. Oh my gosh, that's so cute, Megan. All right. So speaking more about picture books, what picture book do you think needs to be in every classroom today? Mm, that's such a hard one. I mean, for, for new teachers, I would just say, build your library as you go. Like if you see a picture book that you love, grab it. Even if you don't have your own library yet, just build as you go. One book that I read this year that I absolutely love and I would put in every library would be Just Ask. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, ha- you have this one. I do. And that one's just, you know, it's all about being brave, being you, being all inclusive. My kids loved that one. So many of them requested to take it home and read it at home. So that would definitely, I also, any Patricia Polacco book, I don't think you can go wrong with in a classroom. Um, and then... This one's another like short read, like a lovable, but it's just so fun, especially if you read it with a lot of drama and it's um, Stephanie's Ponytail by Steve Monson. Oh, yes. Uh, I might even have mentioned that to you before or not Steve, uh, Derek Munson is the author. Yes. I think, and... it, is it Robert? No, Robert. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sorry. That, it's okay, yes. girl. You haven't, because what book, you love a book by him too. Yeah, well, I have two that I really love. So one that I grew up listening to all the time was Something Good. Mm-hmm. And then my friend in sixth grade uses the one called like Purple, Yellow, Green or something. Okay, yeah, I have the it, one that you said on my list, like to get in my library. Yes, okay. It must be Something Good. because Yeah, and I could, I, I mean, I could I'd definitely send it to you. But 
that you're right with the author name and it's Stephanie's ponytail and it's just a you do you story. I love that. We need more of that in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. Oh my gosh, you did so good. But I have some more questions because <laughs> I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey. So yes. Um, all right. What is your all time favorite picture book that gave you a confetti moment? Hmm. <sighs> goodness I would say oh goodness as a teacher gosh, I might say enemy pie I just love that your enemy can actually turn into your friend mm-hmm. when you understand them a little more that was a big confetti moment for me and I read it as an adult not as a kid like that okay. was just definitely but do you want one as a kid no, you can have that one. I, I will. I will take that answer. <laughs> yeah, I I love Enemy Pie, and the first time I read it, it was uh, well, it was being read to me by a presenter. I was at uh, Columbia, New York City, for a TC conference, and he was reading it and talking about how to use it in the classroom. And he read it with such enthusiasm. And I was like glued to him reading it that I was like, I have to, I need this book in my library and I need to read it with that same enthusiasm to every single one of my classes. I I barely need to look at the words anymore because they're pretty much just natural for me. (laughs) I love that. And I love that right there that you're an adult in a class and Mm -hmm. you are listening to a picture book and you're like, okay, I got to get to Amazon right now and order it. That is why it frustrates me so much when people say like, oh, those are baby books or they put like appropriate for ages three to seven. No. Like, it's appropriate for everybody. Any, yes, any age, especially if you, like you remember where you were when you heard a story or like read a book for the first time. That's monumental. Yes. So monumental. All right. Speaking of new picture books, what picture book, and you know, I don't know if you've seen a lot that are like on your list of for 2020, but uh, what picture book can you not wait to come out in 2020? So I saw one titled Snail Crossing that's coming out in early February by yes! Corey Tabor. Do you see this like kindness and friendship? And yes, I'm super excited to get my hands on that. I believe Harper Collins is a publisher. I'm yes. very excited for this one to come out. Me too. I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, I need that book. Mm-hmm. Same page. Gosh, I have a lot of, I need that book. My list is way too long. True. Gosh, darn creative people. <laughs> okay. okay. I know, I know I you the books just keep getting better and better. They do. And I feel like they're all just like knowing how to hit at our heart, heartstrings and every book. I just want to hug. Yep. There with you. Yeah. So you had shared earlier about a teacher, but I don't know if it's the same one or a different teacher, but I love asking all my guests about, what is a teacher who changed your life as a person? I love that question. So Mrs. Myers, when she gave me that book, that definitely had a big impact. My sixth grade teacher, Mr. Maloney, I was new at school and he just had this kind of presence in the classroom that made every kid feel like they could do anything. I would go back every year when I would go visit my parents in PA and I would go back to the classroom and visit him until he retired. So he was a gem of a teacher and I would say, though, this a teacher that probably made the biggest impact on my life as a person and as a teacher in this profession is my mentor teacher that I was with for my student teaching, Bernadette Ruane. And she just was incredible 
incredible. And watching her teach and learn from her, I just had this fire in my heart. And was like, yes, this is where I need to be. I need to be a teacher. She had this way where you could tell that she built the relationships in her classroom before anything else. So no, no matter what she was teaching or instilling in the kids, she had the utmost respect from them. And it was from building those relationships. She it is just on a pedestal for me. And always I, I tell each class about her every year. She left me with some things that are really important to me. And one being this bell that I ring each morning to signal to say hello to my students. And I tell my class at the beginning of every year why this bell is so important. And it's because it comes from an amazing teacher that's already been there and done that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I love how you really emphasize building relationships with kids because I feel that that is number one. And that is like the first couple weeks of school, like I am all about building relationships, getting my kids to trust me, showing them how we do things in our classroom, but it pays off. It teaches the kids responsibility. It teaches them how to be, you know, how to feel love from others. And it's just so important that we build those relationships early because I think it pays off in the end and for their whole lives. Yes. I huge proponent of putting relationships first. And I think that everything comes a lot more with a lot more meaning when we're teaching it and we have relationships with the kids. Yes. Okay. So my last, well, I have two questions left, but my last mm-hmm. one for this section is, and this is more of a selfish question because I love <laughs> all your clothes. But uh, where do you get all of your cute pom-pom clothing? Well, I mean, I've just been lucky because pom-poms have been trending more and more lately, which makes shopping for anything like with tassels and pom-poms a lot easier, which has been great. I didn't, that was not my plan when I started this Instagram with the name Sparkles and Pom-Poms. So that's made it easy. My first place I usually go to is I love anthropology. I'll head right to their sale room, check that out first, and then peruse the rest of the store. But I will say that some of my, like, best dresses or sweaters are from there, and I've worn them, like, year after year after year. So even though the price point is a little higher, I know that I'm getting something that I'll definitely wear a lot. Then I love Target. I can't go wrong with finding something at Target usually, especially accessories. I love their earrings now that they mm-hmm. carry the bob, the, the bobble bar line. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Love those. And then I also like Antler Loft a lot for teacher clothes. Yes. Okay. What about that one sweater you have? It's like gray with the pom poms on it. <laughs> okay. So that is actually from the Target's kids section. Um, the Cat and Jack line. And I just got it in an extra large. And it's like a very boxy sweater. So it just kind of works. And I wear it with high rise pants. Oh my gosh, you are living your best life. And I love what you said about anthropology because you got me to stuck on anthropology. I never shopped there before. And I'm then you sorry. Posted, well, no, I still don't shop there rarely, but uh, you had posted about their teacher sales. I'm like, okay, I'm yes. going to go in. And because of Megan, that's where I got my first day of school, third grade dress. And Oh yes. The pink one. Well, no, that one was for the, um, Oh, study in books, but it was like that blue florally one. <gasps> and for years in fifth grade, I always wore red, wore red, white, and blue. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna like change it up in third grade. <gasps> so then I wanted something like rainbow esque, and that's it. And I will say, as of lately, like I, I kind of like go back and forth with this store, but Gap has had some really great colorful stripes. 
mm-hmm. like in their sweaters and their long sleeves. And I just yes. got jeans from there. So I've been loving Gap as of lately too. And their sales are the best. They are the best. Oh my gosh. Uh, one last thing about anthropology <laughs> is at Christmas time, they had their gift card, little like folders <gasps> with mm-hmm. pom-poms. And I was like, can I just have one? I don't even, I'm not buying a gift card. I was buying like a cup for a secret Santa gift. But I said, can I just have one to use as like decor in my office? Yes. And she was like, sure. So it's sitting right here with pom-poms on it. Pom-poms are just so happy. I have them in my common corner so my kids can just like hold on to them. They just give you that warm, fuzzy feeling. They do. They do. Oh my gosh, Megan. It has been such a pleasure to talk with you. And I know more people are going to want to learn from you. So where can my Confetti Moments listeners find you? So the best place to find me that I hang out the most is on Instagram at sparkles underscore and underscore pom poms. That's where I share mostly teaching related things. You will have, you know, some scattered moments of Silvio in there and some little home life moments. But for the most part, all the teaching content is right there on sparkles and pom poms on Instagram. I have a Facebook page that's linked to my personal page under Megan's Claire, but I not as much on Facebook as I am on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram's where it's at. And then one last thing, and we haven't talked about it. I'm just going to give you a quick little plug because I am obsessed with learning about morning meeting. If you meeting, definitely reach out to Megan because she got me on that train and it is my favorite 20 minutes of my day. And she has all the things for it and is just such a great teacher. We'll walk you through how to do it. And Uh, Megan, you're just such a light and I'm just so thankful that we've connected and hopefully you'll get to come out here in April. I'm like praying and crossing my fingers for that um, because you're just such a light in my life and in education. And I'm just so thankful to call you a friend. Thank you so much. Uh, I love that you're doing morning meeting and it's working for you. That seriously makes my heart sore because it's a game changer for me every morning. And I, I'm such a proponent of the way you start your day is the way you end your day. So the fact that you're doing that in your classroom and it's making a difference and I've helped you even in the smallest way, I love hearing that. So thank you for having me on today. This was a lot of fun. Good. I'm so glad. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And Oprah better watch out because you've got <laughs> She <this>. better. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic.